everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of the Valkyrie Cast. Uh, today, I am your host, Tommy. Uh, tomorrow, I will not be. And uh, <laughs> here with me, uh, I have, as always, our co-hosts. We have the man to my mythical left. He is the man who, when buying a new car, gets only one, only the ones that resemble Star Wars spacecraft. We have Drew. It's very true. Very true. I was wondering <laughs> if this was his or mine. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> never know. And the man to my mythical right, we have the man who still dresses up as Batman cape and all in his mother's bathroom, and we're all okay with it because we're in there too. We have Matthew. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. I'm just going to point out that I'm on his right, and that makes me more important. Boom. I mean, mythically, <laughs> the left is more important than the right. That's what you say, but you can't back it up. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyways, so... Uh, I'm going to cut the goofiness aside real fast because we have a little bit of news. And first I want to say uh, we hope safe blessings upon all our friends who are affected by Hurricane Harvey. Um, If any of you are frequent tuners in of our show last week with our retro podcast, we had our good friend Josh come on and Josh and his family and his friends and uh, is directly affected yeah, by this hurricane. So, mm-hmm. uh, just keep them in your thoughts and prayers. And if there's any way that you can donate, participate, help out, um, please do so. Right. And if you've been in a hole this whole time and don't know what's happening, Texas has gotten hit by this this hurricane. And in the last couple days of us recording this, it's been pretty bad. There's been a lot of stuff going around on social it's media. A lot of flooding happening. Cities being completely flooded. And so we just, especially with us having that episode with Josh and still keeping in touch with him. We just wanted to mention it and, uh, you know, encourage anybody that if there's anything in your local communities that is doing things to help uh, Texas, you know, get involved and help. And yeah, so we just want to take a second and mention that before we get into some more fun news. So thanks for that moment, guys. And uh, let's move on on. Yeah. So some interesting, pretty awesome game news that's come up just over the last few days. Uh, I think we even posted about it on our Facebook is that. Uh, Players Unknown Battleground, which may possibly be... I, I heard someone say the other day, guys, that this may be the first game of the year that's not even released yet. So I heard someone say that the other day, which I could see it happening because there's so yeah, much hype around it. Uh, yeah, our, since it's like early access. Yeah, early sense. access. This officially hasn't a released in its final form. And I heard... Uh, I think I was reading Kotaku or some website, and they were saying that for them it may be their first year that it's been like the game of the year is like a, pre, a pre-release game. Mm. Um, but we all love Battlegrounds here. Our first episode was on Battlegrounds. Um, uh, and they've just announced at Gamescom uh, that they have a new map that they've been working on. We knew they had a new map. We actually got to see a picture of some of this desert map they're making. And holy crap, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, oh, man. If you like, like cities. Buildings, there are buildings that are like eight, nine stories tall, like right next to each other. Like It looks chaotic. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so fun. Shotguns heaven, I heard someone say. Oh, yeah. And if you want to see a picture of what we're talking about, check out our Facebook page because it is posted there. Yeah, yeah, and I haven't put. I don't think we have one on our Instagram yet. But by the time we post this podcast, I'll take a picture of it. I'll get the picture and I'll put it on Instagram so you can go check out exactly the image that's been circulating that uh, we're specifically talking about. There's not really much information besides just the picture, but it's enough 
information in one picture for us to mention it and talk about it and, and get, get really excited. excited. Yeah, so I think excited. I've got a gut feeling just personally that the whole map isn't going to look like that. I feel like I remember reading an article with one of the developers a few months back when they first said they were working on new maps and they were talking about having some big open desert places with like a huge central city, uh, which would be cool. I love jumping into cities now. Most times that means for very, very quick matches, but sometimes yeah. magic happens. I think you That's mean true. swift deaths. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, maybe can, so. But can you imagine, I, I think you're right, Drew, I don't think this this main city area is going to be the whole map, but can you imagine if they made a smaller map that was literally just a massive city and how that would change the gameplay? Like, so many people would hold up in buildings, but the circle would, would be a major player in forcing people out from these buildings into smaller areas where other players might be hiding already. It, it, it could completely change how people play that specific level of the game. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting. No doubt. Can't wait to see what they've got coming up for us. Mm -hmm. In console news, surprise, surprise, the super NES classic has been, uh, kind of a pain for people to pre-order. Uh, I don't think any of us are surprised at this, but, um, I know, you know, recently, if you didn't know that Walmart had their big fiasco with last month, they started pre-orders early and they weren't supposed to do that. So they started canceling everybody's pre-orders and it was a big, big issue. And a lot of people were angry. Well, now the console is officially going on pre-orders in different places, but they're like go, being sold out like instantaneously, and so within hours. I mean, yeah, I think hours. our local GameStop sold out, and Walmart, like our local stores, sold out within two hours. Mm-hmm. Retro man, hot commodity. Yeah. And I, I also know that uh, I saw some article about like there's places like Amazon or stuff that are posting you know, getting more pre-orders and posting them, but they're posting them, like, in the middle of the night, and they're still, like, disappearing within, like, an hour. So, one, it's making it hard for normal people to notice it, but because you've got all these people who are paying who've paying attention and just ordering up them all. So, if you haven't been able to get a Super NES Classic pre-order, good luck. Um, you know, as much as I want one, it's the same thing with NES Classic. I just don't... Unless I just get lucky and see somewhere that has it on pre-order, I just don't know if it's worth the headache of searching around for one. If I come across one, I might get it, but I think I'm just going to pass, you know, as cool as it is. But, I think um, I'm, I'm with you there. It's not worth the struggle, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I mean, I it's cool. I still have my Super NES somewhere. I can pull yep. it out. It probably still works. Nintendo stuff never dies. No. That's true. That's true. Uh, the other console news is the Xbox One X has gone on pre-order too and surprisingly to me is they're selling out really really fast too and i believe and i couldn't find the article um before we started but i read somewhere where it's the fastest the the biggest pre-order xbox ever which kind of blows my mind and i know we're kind of living in a time where pre-orders are a big thing now more than they used to be I mean, I remember being in high school and uh, having friends that did the whole pre-order midnight release thing for the 360 and uh, the the first uh, time the Wii rolled through. It it is surprising though that it's got so much demand because I've been looking around and you're right. I mean, it's it's not like Super NES level of demand like for the the new you know SNES they just released that we're talking about, but man. There are a ton of people for this to be like a mid-cycle refresh of the Xbox that are going into it. And, you know, 
I, my kind of opinion, and I, listen, I love Xbox, and like I really seriously thought about possibly getting one, but after seeing the specs and especially seeing the price tag, I just don't know who it's for. Um, besides the guy that says I have the most powerful console, and maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's that kind of, you know, Apple mentality of it's the best, most powerful. I want to drop the money on it, and if it is cool, I mean, good for Microsoft. I'm glad they got something that's a hit. So why do you guys think it's selling out so fast? I I don't know. It surprises me because um, I think it's cool and all, but like I'm I just imagine it's for these people that have like to have the highest, you know, most impressive um, equipment or whatnot. Like for me, if my Xbox was to die tomorrow, I would consider it. But since I don't have a 4K TV right now, it wouldn't be a wise investment. But, you know, for some people out there who've already made the jump to 4K, uh, it might just be they're like, yeah, I want to get the best out of my equipment possible. But I, it seems like maybe there's a lot more people um, out there that are like that than I expect. The other thought is maybe it's the same thing with the Super NES Classic where you've got lots of people who are pre-ordering them to turn around and sell because these first pre-order ones are the like Project Scorpio branded ones. So like even though it's still called Xbox One X, these ones, these first runs rolling out have Project Scorpio printed on the front of them. And maybe that's it. Maybe everybody thinks that's going to be a big thing. So they're grabbing them up to turn around and resell them. I don't know. It surprises me. Yeah, it surprises me too because, and, and granted, I think I may be some of the demographic they're, they're after because, like, I pre-ordered an Xbox One. I have a day one edition Xbox One, uh, like, paid $500 for it. And, you know, so I've, I've had that thing for a long time now, so it would make sense to upgrade to it. But still, for me, mm-hmm. it just, the price tag is just a little bit high for what, I'm getting when I, I just don't I just don't know if the benefits are going to be as noticeable as people say. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I've thought about it. Like like I said, I, I'm not going to get one because I can't get the most out of it. Um, but for me, if I'm gonna even if my Xbox was to die tomorrow, for the price of buying one of these, I could get the Xbox One S, which can play 4K Blu-ray. And I could buy a PlayStation 4 and get some of those exclusive games. So, like, as much as I love Xbox, it, it just doesn't make sense right now. Maybe in a couple years or a year from now when they start rolling out some games that are really, really using the hardware and that doesn't compare to anything else, maybe it'll be worth looking at. But it it's very surprising how fast these are these uh, Xbox pre-orders are being sold. So, yeah. thought, thought it's worth a mention. So, there we go. All right, and so if you guys listen to our anime podcast, you all know that I was uh, extremely excited for the Netflix Death Note movie release. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no longer excited. I've seen it <laughs> because, because you've seen it. Because I have seen it. Now, and, I, do, uh, I do want to note that me and Matt both were under the impressions back when we talked about this originally that this was a Netflix like series, like episodics. I did too. I actually uh, And I've not seen a lot of Death Note, and I know we're going to talk about it here a little bit, but I haven't seen Death Note. I've I've watched as of right now. I've watched maybe the first two episodes, and I'm very very intrigued. Like it, it is more interesting than I thought it was. Like the premise to me was kind of boring until I watched those first two episodes, and now I'm like, okay, this is more interesting than I thought. But I, I my gut just tells me I just don't know if it works in a movie format. I think it may be better as an episodic story mm-hmm. telling but that's just my gut and I, i've not seen the whole thing and i've not seen the movie yet but 
Just my gut. Mm-hmm. I won't. Well, oh, go ahead, yeah, Matt. Tell me. Um, I, I I agree with Drew on that. The fact I just watched it. I actually watched it just before recording um, because I had a, a couple hours before he started. So I was like, I'm going to use this and I'm going to watch it so I can talk about it. And uh, I have some thoughts. I want to hear Tommy's thoughts first. But I do think some of the problems that I have with it could have maybe been fixed if they had just expanded it to like maybe a four episode thing. I don't think it would have fixed most of the problems, but I think it could have helped a good bit if they had just they didn't even have to do like a full series they could have just done like sherlock style and done like like a uh, like three episodes for the season and just yeah. had them a little bit longer but um tommy since you you were the most excited about it and you've actually watched the anime i have not seen the anime i could never really get back into it back in the day i decided to wait and watch it first but what were your thoughts and what did you what did you not like about it um so my biggest thing and i actually think it could exist and do really well as a standalone feature film. I think the problem is they tried to take too much of the anime that didn't matter and cram it into this, and then they disregarded all of the things that made the anime the anime. You know, mm-hmm. we kept the character names, Light, El, Ryuk. Um, we changed Misa to Mia, whatever. Um, and but they weren't the same characters from the anime. And so to me, what I would have loved to have seen is a story that has nothing to do with anime characters, but just exists in the same universe. If Mm -hmm. it had come out, if this movie was based two to three years after, um, lights dealings with Ryuk and the death note, I think it would have been supremely interesting and they could have done a lot more without having to quasi cram in, things that happened in the anime that made no sense in the movie mm. world because they disregarded all the important stuff from the 30 mm. something episode anime. I don't know. I think they tried too much. They were a little over ambitious and I think if they had just started from scratch, it would have been 20 times better. Right. So we talked about this yesterday and I purposely decided that I was going to w- go into it without watching the anime first to see if that, you know, changed it because it is one of these like top 10 animes for a a lot of people. So it could be very easily justified for Tommy not liking it because it didn't hold a candle to the original anime. So I wanted to go in with no influences and even I just watched it and, and honestly it fell flat. I don't think it was necessarily bad. I found myself enjoying it in the middle but the beginning and the end, it just wasn't enjoyable. And I think the reason I enjoyed it in the middle was because of L. L was such an interesting character, and I know L is an interesting character in the anime. Um, but even he, towards the end, didn't like the character didn't make sense to me. He's he's this like really brilliant kind of odd character who's just brilliant. He's super smart. And but then like towards the anime, kind of spoiler territory here, but he's like kind of goes off the rails and gets a little crazy. And there's even like a chase sequence when he's chasing the main character and I was like, I don't the character that we were introduced to, I don't buy that they would do this. Mm-hmm. And my other biggest problem besides the the ending was just not good and just over the top and I didn't enjoy how the how it ended was all of the actors just overacted everything. And I noticed that in the first five minutes of the movie when we get to see Light and he was just whatever. I didn't really connect with him and didn't really like him. And then Mia, the girl, was just 
they were trying really hard to make you understand that she was a bad girl because she was like a cheerleader and she's sitting there looking bored and is like smoking a cigarette. And me and Tommy were talking about it earlier and I was like, if she was really that kind of character, she wouldn't be a cheerleader to start with. And if she was, she wouldn't have been doing anything. She would have just been standing over the side. So they, they were trying really, really hard to play to, to like show these characteristics and stuff. And then the actors just overdid everything. And it just, I never felt, I, I'd never really connected with any of the characters. And the other thing, and Tommy, you, you kind of mentioned this. I don't know much about the anime, but light is supposed to be like, a genius right yeah but i never buy that this kid in this show is that smart i never buy it like the very beginning we see him doing other people's homework and that's it i never i never am convinced that this guy's just a genius and he's playing this really impressive game and and tricking people and whatnot he's just kind of an idiot who's just doing what now i will say he he does have some moral thought and moral standards and whatnot like especially at the beginning and even sometimes towards the end but even then like i just it was kind of whatever and i i know i really want to watch the anime because i know it's going to be way better than this so not going not knowing the anime doesn't help just to help make it a better movie at all so and i will say too i did try going in with an open mind Mm -hmm. Uh, my wife and i both knew that from the teaser that you know netflix released about a month or two ago that this wasn't going to be the anime that we saw so we we tried to go in with an open mind but there was just there's too much and there, there was just a few things that i don't know didn't care for but that being said um, right. I don't know if the, I don't know if I would give they did a second Death Note. I don't know if I'd give it a shot per se. Mm-hmm. But now that you know, we've talked about them acquiring this other comic book company a while back. Right. Um, Miller I, World, right? Yeah, Miller yeah. World. Uh, I would be I'd be curious to see where they go in that direction because I think they've got the right idea. I think they're they're just a little too advantageous. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I I one hundred percent agree. Hey, and so I know the part that you were most excited about, Tommy, was um, Ryuk, Willem Dafoe. William Dafoe doing Ryuk. How was that? Was it good? Willem Dafoe is never bad, uh, yeah, he, but I really hated what they did to his character. I like uh, Yuk was such an interesting character in the anime, and and kind of as Matt was saying, like none of the main characters really had the personalities that they had in the anime and I think that was disappointing to me. Willem Dafoe is terrifying and plays evil and conniving really well yeah. but Yuke was, the entire premise of the anime is Yuke was bored and so he dropped the death note just to see what would happen and the one that we get in the Netflix movie is more conniving than Light is and is literally here to um not just shake things up. He he tells Light that he's looking to start something. He's looking to create chaos, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the the I've only like I said, I've only seen two episodes, but that struck me interesting about his character that he really is just bored and apathetic and curious of what's going to happen more mm-hmm. than anything else, and that was really intriguing to me. So I don't th- I don't think his I don't think his motivations in the movie really ever landed either. Like Light seems to figure something out but i'm not convinced that what light thinks ryuk is up to is really what he's up to and it doesn't even come across 
in the movie that he's just wanting to cause some chaos. It's it's a little like I'm I'm very confused by what his motivation was. So yeah, that's our thoughts on Death Note. Uh, another thing we mentioned last episode that the Defenders came out. I took the time to watch all of the episodes, and Drew has seen one episode, and just Tommy has, has seen not seen nothing. any because yes. he doesn't care. So uh, I'm gonna give. Drew, since you've only watched one episode, give what's your initial thoughts of the show, and I'll give my kind of wrapped-up short review of what I thought The Defenders okay. was. So, here's the deal. I like I like Daredevil a lot. Um, I've really enjoyed Daredevil. I've watched the majority of Jessica Jones, and I didn't think it was terrible, but I mostly loved it because David Tennant's in it, and David Tennant's just, like, amazing Fantastic in almost everything. He's just... He's just He's the doctor, and he's the villain. He's just such a great actor. I love him in almost everything he's in. Mm-hmm. Um... So Jessica Jones was good. I, I've not seen much of Luke Cage. And I got about halfway through Iron Fist and then just had to quit because it just got boring. Um, I really wish the fighting was better than that, but it's just not. Mm. And I don't really like Danny Rand's character. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I went in. Uh, Defenders I actually watched it this afternoon, the first episode. And the thing that struck me right away was that all four of these TV shows that are Netflix-exclusive shows that have been hyped... Um, are all very different, which I, I like that. Like, kudos to Netflix to not making, you know, all of them feel the same. Um, they, yeah, they, that's true. I, I will vouch for that. That is yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, and, and from the, the tone of them to the coloring of them to the way they're filmed, they all feel very different, and I like that. But now, the first episode at least, and me and Matt, we talked a little about this, but it's it's just kind of a... And, understandably so showing all these characters where they're at before they bring them together in an episode or two i'm sure they'll come but what really stands out to me is that it's just so different like for instance you'll have a shot of you know jessica jones and it's kind of dark and more serious and you know cynical and everything else and then you've got this transition into this happy you know on a bus in harlem luke cage you know looking out for some kids in the street and you know telling some boys you know, not to be selling drugs or doing all this other stuff. And, like, the, the tones are just so different. And it's they're right up next to each other. It clashes. And I didn't really know what was going on. And it was kind of hard to follow. And I know I know it's going to come together. But I feel like that's some of the danger in stuff like this is that you, you make these real distinct, you know, shows that exist in the same world. And if you can't bring them together into something more than the sum of their parts, it can just become a bit of a mess. And at least from the first episode, it wasn't bad. But it just, it wasn't good either. And it, it just kind of struck me as being really fragmented. And maybe that's intentional. Like I said, maybe it's fragmented and they're going to bring it together in a few episodes. But at least the first episode, uh, it didn't make me want to watch the second one per se. Like I wasn't like itching to get home and watch the second one. I probably will mm-hmm. at some point. I want to give it another chance because I really do love Matt Murdock and his character. And I don't even know who the actor is, but he does a great job. Um, so... Anyways, that's my uh, I thoughts. Think, I think, uh, Daredevil is Charlie Cox is the name of the character of the actor. Let's go with that. Sounds nice. Good um, job, Charlie. Yeah. So you know, I uh, the thing with the characters in in Defenders was exactly I, I, what I thought of in the show. I really like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Both of them were fine. I enjoyed the their characters. Luke Cage was okay, and and Iron Fist was just kind of meh. And that's about how I felt for those characters in this one. 
Um, I agree with Drew, especially in the first episode. It got better as the show went on and they all came together. But in the first episode, we're jumping around the characters before they meet, and every one of them is filmed in the style that their show was filmed in, which seems like a good idea at the time until it's put together. And Man, you're That watching, sounds awful. And you're watching Jessica Jones, which is kind of dreary, and then instantly there's this weird transition that doesn't fit. Yeah, the transition fit. was weird. And you're and, and now everything's warm. You've got warm yellow colors and stuff, and you're watching Luke Cage, you know, sitting on a bus, you know, in Harlem. Well, and it almost identifies. I mean, at the the intro scene, identifies like Jessica Jones with like the color bluish purple, Luke Cage yes, with this orangish yellow, that. Daredevil got, with this red, and then Iron yeah. Fist with this green. But that's what it was like. It was like the entire scene with Jessica Jones was colored. You know, yeah. in this cool, and then Luke Cage was warm, and it was like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah, you noticed that, didn't you? Here's oh, yeah, the thing. It, it jumped out at me. Here's the thing about that, which is a my one of, and this, a lot of people won't even notice this, but one of my biggest problems, we, we've mentioned before how, especially in MCU, there's no subtlety anymore. So the intro, the opening sequences, like the, the, the credits starting, opening, whatever, all has the characters painted with the color blue for Jessica Jones, red for, for Daredevil, yellow for Luke Cage, and green for Iron Fist. In the first three episodes, every bit of lighting around those characters are those colors. So every time you see Jessica Jones, everything is blue. And at first I was like, that's kind of cool and kind of a clever way of doing it <laughs> cool. until it, it kept it. doing it. It kept uh. doing it and it was way in your face. And um, so even as the show went on and they're all together, there's like they in the third episode, I think when they all come together, they go and they meet in this place and the entire room is lit up with those four colors and there's just and there's just no subtlety to it. Now in the first episode it kind of helped you identify what character because you're watching blue Jessica Jones and suddenly you see the color yellow. It's like, "Okay, we're about to see Luke Cage." Or even Daredevil, you see like red neon and he's sitting in a diner talking to the character Karen or whatever. Yeah. But it was not subtle at all and it was almost in your face. And nothing was more true than there is a fight scene. And I'm actually going to send a picture in the, in the chat for y'all to see because I found it. There's a fight scene where Daredevil shows up and like it's just Jessica at first fighting some people and Daredevil shows up. But I knew Daredevil was going to show up before because the scene is literally only lit with the color red and blue. And then wow. he showed up. And I, But like if you look at the image... It's just like it's supposed to be like a normal room, but it looks like a, a dang concert because yeah, there's just yeah, yellow it looks and like blue. something I would light up like for a concert show or something if I was running. Yeah, lights. I totally like, thought this was in a bar or it's a, it was supposed to be like a fancy dining place, mm, and that was like upstairs yeah. in it. But like that was one thing I liked in the first couple episodes until like it kept doing it and it was like in your face, like hey hey. Remember these colors that we showed you at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Just keep that in mind or whatnot. You know, and like Daredevil would walk away to talk to somebody and he'd be standing like in an all red area. And I was just like, guys, this is too much. You're trying way too hard to make this whole color thing work. Um, well, and you so, know, that's like, you know, themes like musical themes for characters. That's very common in movies and stuff, as well as even lighting and stuff like that. But they work because you don't notice them. You do mm. notice them, but you don't notice them. That, that at least that's and granted, I'm not been trained in any of this, but that's just like as somebody who's viewing it, like 
I could tell you when the Jedi are about to show up in Star Wars because this like motif plays, or when Obi Wan's about to do something, or something like that, or or you know what I'm saying like I could I could tell, and it, then certain light cues and stuff like that too. But it's like it's it's intentional, but it's not supposed to be in the forefront. It's not supposed to take away, I guess. And it, it seems like even in that first episode, it seemed harsh. It seemed like it was overdone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's much more prevalent in the first half of the show. And I know I feel like I've been talking about it for a long time, but it's something that I noticed and I was just going to touch on, but it's obvious because Drew, with only seeing one episode, noticed it without it even being pointed out. And it gets worse. So it's apparent. <laughs> it's, a, it's an apparent thing. Um, the rest of the review, you know, the characters, that Danny Rand's a little more interesting, but he's still a freaking idiot. And they call him an idiot because he is. And he's like a central uh, plot point of the show which is interesting because he's like the weakest of the shows they did um, and my other big problem with it was the hand which are the enemies like they've been building up to what they're doing and what you find out they're doing it just really their motivation really falls flat and so there were good parts of it but it just if I were to give it a rating I'd put it somewhere in the middle of it just being okay like I don't think it was terrible like I watched it but I have no intentions of watching anymore and honestly outside of Daredevil just because I enjoy that character I don't think I'm really going to watch any of the other shows when they come out unless I just have time so that's it that's my review of it I I know it sounded negative but it just it's. No, I mean, hey, most I'm of the, the most tone of, the of voice reviews, sounds so hopeful and happy about the <laughs> the defenders. Most of the reviews have been pretty mellow and negative as well. I have a friend who just hated it, and I was like, oh well, you know, I feel like I kind of liked it compared to you. So, so there's a review of our two <laughs> Netflix shows that have come out recently, and uh, since these have come out, we decided that our topic of the day should be talking about Netflix. So we're going to talk about this interesting medium that everybody has a little bit of inception with and that is netflix so guys are you ready oh yeah so let's chill let's <laughs> chill <laughs> i was hoping somebody was gonna say something like that okay i'm really? sorry that was All probably right. not as funny as so, it was in my head so you know it made me feel better oh good i'm glad i liked it it's I like a dad joke i liked it <laughs> So what makes Netflix so unique, guys? What do you think? Besides the fact that it was kind of the original. It's kind of it was kind of the first it wasn't the first to have like videos on the internet or anything like that, but it was kind of the first legit company and website to start streaming uh movies and television like I legally. Mean, think about it this way. How many how many companies, how many, how many things are so disruptive to an industry that they shut down other corporations? Like, I mean, Netflix is the reason Blockbuster is does not exist anymore. I mean, we had, a, like, a local video warehouse store in my ta- hometown that, like, just closed down, like, last year. But, I mean, before that, it was like they could barely keep the lights on because Netflix just came in and disrupted it. I remember, I remember getting Netflix when it was a mail-in, like when it was only you got DVDs and stuff. And then I remember they added like just basic, hey, we're adding some stuff that you can just stream. And I thought, oh, that's cool. But then it went from that to like that was the thing. I remember when the first time like the app made it on my Xbox. And to the point that I was watching more television and more shows and stuff on it than I was 
regular television because there's no commercials and because it was when I could and I you know it, and it just literally took this idea of watching television something that almost every single American does almost every single person on this planet does to some degree um, and completely turned it on its head so it's just it's unique in the fact that it it's just came out of nowhere and really changed the way we watch television you know and I, but I actually think it's sad that you bring up the point that blockbusters close video warehouses closed I think we have one left in our town and they actually physically divided the store in half and half of it is like a Verizon or an AT&T or something and the other half is video warehouse um and oh, I know what you're talking about no Tommy that that video warehouse is completely closed that that side oh, of the is building it now? That side of the building's empty. It's just a Verizon on that side. Oh now. man, that's disappointing. <laughs> you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't know that place had closed, but that makes sense. And, but Drew, like you, I got in on Netflix before it was a internet streaming service, and you did the mail-in DVDs one at a time kind of thing, and it was a really cool way to watch shows um, or just you know random movies or whatever yeah. that. And but the the thing that disappoints me is they drove out all of these businesses and now Netflix is literally cutting. You know uh, what is the projection that by the end of this year or next year, over half of their content will be Netflix created content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are physically being limited what we can. I mean, uh, on the streaming side, we're we're limited now on what we can watch, what we can consume that isn't Netflix created or Netflix original branded. Or whatever, and I guess if you still do the DVD thing, you can. Which still... they still do. I didn't realize that till the other day that they still have the DVD and Blu-ray plans and stuff. But nobody cool. does it. No, true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't even know that side of their business was still open. Yeah, they tried actually splitting it into a, a completely separate business a couple years ago, um, and that didn't really work out so well. And I only know one or two people who still do the the DVD portion. I think it's because. We're all so used to the instant gratification that Netflix themselves have brought us. No, true. Well, and think about it this way, too. Talking about Netflix being unique. Like, growing up, before Netflix, even when Netflix first got around, like, binge-watching TV was not something people did. I mean, we have a whole segment on the show called What You've Been Binging. But, like, that's, like, a culturally newer phenomenon. Like, I mean, not to some degrees, but, like, you know... Netflix has made it where we expect when shows to come out. Like there are very few shows uh, outside of like maybe Game of Thrones right now that I can think of that are come out like every week. People have their schedules built around. Now it's like entire seasons drop. Like Matt, you've watched the entire Defenders regularly. Uh, even a few years back, that would have been drawn out over weeks and weeks and weeks of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it's it's like HBO complete. and stuff still does that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But even how long are they going to be doing that? Because Netflix has started dropping entire seasons. And, you know, that's, you know, it's not necessarily hurt it per se. In some ways, some shows are better to be watched that way. But, mm-hmm. man, I don't, I don't know. I just think that good or bad, because I agree with some of what you're saying too, Tommy. I have some real fond memories of going to Blockbuster and picking out games and, and movies to watch. And it was an experience, the whole thing. And I miss that sometimes. Um, well, and do it you guys think it's... that'll come back though? If Netflix is cutting down the amount of third-party content that they're going to be bringing to the table, do you think that industry will ever kind of come back. revive itself? I, I no. don't. And the reason I say I don't is because we still, every now and then, we'll rent a movie. Like we will. And my wife wanted to watch La La Land the other day, 
And so I just literally picked up my Xbox controller, hit search, pull up La La Land, and spent like three bucks to rent it and just stream it to my TV. And so like I just don't think that's gonna come back. Personally, I think I don't know. I just don't think it. I would rather just go to the movies if that's the case. I don't think it'll ever come back just because we have Redbox, and that's fair. And they are basically exactly that, but you don't have to interact interact with people. You can just walk up, <laughs> take your time. I know it's sad, but like you're, you know, technology. We always talk about technology. You know, disconnects us more with like even social media and stuff. But like seriously, we've got Redbox where you don't have to interact with somebody. You can just come up, and you can get it, and then you can bring it back and just drop it off, and no big deal. And a lot of places have them sitting outside where you don't even have to go inside a building to do it. So. That's true. I don't think I think there will always be some people would prefer to be able to go get a DVD or a Blu-ray and pop it in and play it, but I don't think full stores like that will ever come back. Not with something like Redbox. Um, I now think with we'll see, yeah, go ahead. Now with you said brought that brought the the whole thing about them Netflix doing their own third-party stuff more or getting rid of more third-party stuff and doing their own stuff because of that we're going to see more and more other services coming up like right now the two main big ones i think would be netflix and hulu um amazon's but pretty huge now though amazon's getting bigger um and disney's about to do their own one so we're about to see most of the disney shows come off of netflix bbc like, has their own version do they not mm-hmm. i think they, they do yeah and uh dc's about to do their own streaming service they've already taken all of their stuff off netflix because they're going to do a streaming service soon um which is kind of a bummer because we're going to get to a point where we're going to have so many different streaming services that somebody else is going to come along and try to like do unify a them back of streaming services Yes, it's sad, but that's exactly what's going to end up happening. Because, I mean, I know it's annoying to have multiple accounts and go, well, no, no, that's on Hulu, that's on, not on Netflix. Or, oh, they took it off Netflix, now I'm going to have to figure out where it is and stuff. So, that's, it's interesting. That's that, like the biggest first world problem I've heard in a long time, Matt. Oh, yeah. God, is it on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon? Let me uh, back out of this app to go oh, search no. the other one. First and world then, or not, it's still a problem. It well, is. And, it, I agree. I listen. I hate like right now. We've been watching some shows on Hulu and on Netflix, and I just hate going to Hulu because of their new interface. It's just horrific. their new interface is so, so bad. bad. And I complained to them on Twitter because that's basically <laughs> what I use Twitter for is to be like, "You guys suck." And <laughs> and I remember going on Hulu and being like, "Guys, you ruined this." And I remember they came back because it had something to do with Rebecca and I were trying to watch the same episode and she got farther in a season than I did. And I couldn't go back to the episode list of that season anymore. Not, not conveniently. I had to go completely research the entire show in the search bar instead of finding it by other means. And I was like, Hey guys, this, this sucks. Like change it back. And they're like, that's why you make new profiles. And I I was like, it's never been a problem before. I've like out of the years and years and years that I've paid you guys, I've never hmm. it, like why is this an issue? Like I don't know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Hulu, you done broke it. So right. I'm gonna take it that Tommy, you don't like Hulu's new interface. We actually canceled Hulu. I'll snap. Oh. <laughs> so that's it, Hulu, suck it. Oh no. How are you gonna watch the new episodes of Rick and Morty? 
Uh, we they actually, that's not actually even on Hulu. I don't even know. <laughs> no, no, they, I mean, they go to Hulu once it goes to DVD, but we actually, uh, that is the one thing that we watch on actual television live. We go to a buddy's house and we have Rick and Morty nights. Oh, that so awesome. it is awesome because Rick and Morty is awesome. And well, let me ask you guys this question. Netflix, you know, started as this DVD thing, DVD melling in and then added streaming and now then you know i think 2013 2014 was the first year that their first original came out i think it was house of cards was the first one but uh since, lily hammer Lil, oh am i wrong about that then lily hammer lily, lily hammer was their first netflix original if i remember lily correctly because it was back uh back when i worked where matt works oh wow well, that was a long time ago the the first i remember is House of Cards, and, and I'm not 100% sure on that, but I do remember this, is that there's been a huge shift since 2013, 2014, somewhere in that ballpark to, to now, today, that there are so many Netflix originals. Uh, it went from being you know a handful of shows um, to, I mean, so many miniseries and animated things and comedies and dramas and mm-hmm. documentaries. I mean, everything. It seems like it, it, it begs the question, and I've heard people ask, like, is Netflix like a, a network now? I mean, they, I, I know I've got some stuff right here pulled up. I was reading that last year they released roughly 126 series or films, which was more than any other network or cable channel in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um but like they're not Fox and they're not you know NBC they're not they're not a network but they're getting to the point where they're creating all this content that I think like you, what you said to Tommy is we're not far off from a day where Netflix is just Netflix's stuff um, what for good and bad on that because I think some good stuffs come out of these like you know Netflix doing this I mean what do you guys think about that idea Netflix as a network is that that what it is? I mean, that's I mean, what it's certainly becoming. I, I agree. I'm as you're saying this. I'm scroll. I've got my Netflix pulled up, and I'm scrolling through the originals, and there's significantly more than I realized. Yeah, um, when, when, when I, you only see the like in the main tab, you only see the newest stuff yeah. really. And I'm scrolling through, and I'm just like, wow, there is a ton more. Everything from like kids shows to a lot, which I knew there was a lot of stand up, but a lot of like individual comedian stand-ups that are netflix exclusive to like um cartoons and stuff to documentaries and everything and i I, i'm actually even i even looked earlier but i'm looking now like deeper and i'm actually really surprised how much well stuff yeah and when i was when i was actually doing the lead sheets and stuff for this podcast the original idea for everyone who's listening to this podcast is we were going to go through all the originals and talk about them and like say what we liked and what we didn't like if we've seen it and then i pulled up the wikipedia page for netflix originals and if you happen to do that there's a freaking billion different things they have i mean so much i didn't even know they've got some comedy called girlfriend's day some they have reality television stuff i didn't even know that they had done um, all sorts of crazy stuff, documentaries. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's just wild. I'm I'm looking it up, and uh, you are not incorrect in in why you thought House of Cards was, but Lilyhammer was their first Netflix exclusive. Um, oh. And so I'm getting conflicting information on original or not. I don't. I guess it kind of falls in a gray line of what is actually produced by Netflix, what is subbed by them but lily hammer in 2012 was their uh first kind of original debut 
Well, and maybe mm. this is what I'm thinking, because this is what the, the source I have says. It says that Netflix is first. And this goes to a question that we I think we want to dive into of what, like, what is Netflix originals? Because, for instance, what I've got here says that Netflix first self-commissioned original content was House of Cards. But we, and you and me, Tommy, were talking about this the other day, that we you said that you thought that a, a huge amount of Netflix's content was not like self-produced, but it was more just brought in. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to find the source on this, but I can't find either. Uh, I can't find even conflicting information on this. Um, and maybe I haven't dug deep enough, but it, it, it appears to be that house of cards is really no, sorry. Stranger things. Uh, I think is the only show that is actually produced by Netflix. Everything else, they are essentially buying the rights from other production companies and mm-hmm. um, other content creators and making them, you know, Netflix originals. Which, Labor- by the way, I think is the most misleading and lame name. Uh, especially when you have things like Arrested Development, and then you have a Netflix original stamp. On the front. <laughs> True, um, when when it was defined by not being on netflix for the longest time yeah mm-hmm. that's true that that's a really valid point um because ba- so basically they're gonna throw netflix exclusive label or netflix original on anything that they're basically paying for a company either to make or they're paying for the rights to only have on netflix or so, like things that fans have always wanted like i think about like fuller house that came out i guess maybe this year or last year like mm-hmm. something that just the fans of this niche audience really wanted to see so they made it happen like in some ways that's cool that netflix is making this happen because like i don't think that would happen and that's that's the tension in this is that they are a network because of their creating so much content but they're not they've got the freedom and, the, and they've got this ability to like create content and stuff because something can thrive on Netflix that would never make it on like a primetime television slot. Well, here's the other interesting thing too. We keep calling Netflix a network, but they actually don't have to abide by the same like laws and regulations and practices. One of the biggest complaints that other networks have with Netflix is that Netflix will not release any numbers of how many views programs get, Mm. which gives networks almost no bartering power because they have no idea how well their content is actually doing on the service. How much of the service is people watching scrubs? How many is people watching arrested development? How many, you know, it gives them no, uh, no foundation or basis to, to kind of work and function off of. Now Mm -hmm. is that based off of their own shows that they allow on Netflix or just in general? In general. Hmm. Because like, for instance, the office, I mean, I've had so many people tell me, and we just got done rewatching The Office on Netflix, that like they'll rewatch it like four or five times. Or some of these other shows, like I bet some of those companies also would like to know what of their content they've created that they've licensed to them is making Netflix a ton of money at this point. Well, absolutely, too. and that's the that is the that's the argument that everyone has is how much of our stuff is bringing you guys money, and since Netflix won't and doesn't actually have to release those numbers they kind of lose out on a bartering chip, which is why I think we see a lot of people. I mean, Showtime was really the first big contract we see, you know, or saw pull out. Mm-hmm. This is a couple years ago. Um, and, you know, I, I think honestly, I think that's kind of when 
Netflix content for me kind of started to take a dive, Showtime had such an influx of stuff for them to watch. They had some of the best movies that you could stream on Netflix, in my opinion. And when they clashed about, you know, how much money Showtime wanted and yada yada, and they eventually parted ways, um, I apologize. I don't know where this train of thought was going. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and apologize to everyone. I am super – I was out working on – I was underneath the Jeep for several hours, and I showered <laughs> real quick before this podcast. So I, my, uh, my train of thought is, is, uh, is a little derailed. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I have a thought. Like, with you talking, Tommy, about the fact that these networks won't, would love to know some statistics – do you think that also plays a fact a factor in them changing over from doing five star ratings to just doing thumbs up or thumbs down? You know, now, I didn't notice that until Friday when I went to go give Death Note a one star rating. It's like thumbs up, thumbs down. It's yeah. like you suck. So thumbs like down. now, now people can't even go and see what everybody thinks of like you might see something used to be you might see something that's like well it's got an average rating of two stars and might not be good but now it's literally you give it a thumbs up and it's going to be like i'm going to show it's it's like freaking pandora it's going to be like we're going to show you more of that or thumbs down well we won't show you any of that and i think that's a big disservice because i think one of my favorite things to do when i have time off is i go to the sci-fi section and i look for one stars and two star movies yeah and i turn them on and now i can't do that because there are no stars yeah is that an overhaul in the whole system? I've not noticed that. Like, it's been like that. that for a little while because I no- first noticed it with, um, it may have been Voltron. The new season of Voltron may have been when I noticed it or something. I watched oh, some new show. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, And it may have not been, it, it may have been the new season that just came out like a couple months ago. But like, I can't remember if it was well, that show it still or what. Had stars. It still had stars when I was watching 13 Reasons Why. Okay. Um, and I watched that, yeah, a, that not when right. it dropped. It was a little bit after. So, But maybe it's for different platforms, too. Right now, I'm mostly streaming off of Roku. And so maybe uh, maybe they're rolling out these feature changes differently for you guys on Xbox as they are That's for true. me on Roku or the Apple TV. Because I've mostly watched it on on my Xbox now. So And then at work on my computer, when like on lunch break or whatnot, I'll watch something. And, and maybe that's when... Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember exactly when it's it's been at least a month like it's not been like oh this past week like it's been like that for us for on Xbox for um, at least a month or so but like yeah. I noticed that and you bringing that up makes me wonder if that might even be a factor into that of where you can't even go and see what the, like the average rating is you just got to either give it your like or dislike. And then you don't well, see anything I wonder if else. they're trying to, just like you mentioned Pandora, I wonder if they're changing their algorithms to the way that they kind of push content to us um, really based on thumbs up, thumbs down, which I think is works for music when I'm swapping through a radio. Mm-hmm. I think that's a horrible system if I'm going to sit in front of the television for an hour and a half to two hours. I'd, yeah. agree, with that. I'd agree with that. I don't even hey, necessarily go- like it on music, but that's just yeah. me. A complete tangent, though, whoever you are at Netflix or team who are, who's in charge of, like, all the different apps on all the different platforms, good job. Because, like, I I will say this, like, think about that, though, because you may have a valid point about that. Somebody's got to, like, roll out all these updates to, like, all the different Rokus and all the different Xboxes and all the different smart televisions and everything else. And, like, 
That sounds like a headache right there. But I'll tell you this, Netflix has always just worked on almost every single thing. I think that's one of the things, strengths of it, at least in my opinion, is that it just works on everything, which is great. One of the reasons it's probably grown as big as it has. And I mean, that's one reason that we ditched Hulu and we kept Netflix. Netflix, uh, I love what you guys do. They're very user-centric. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel that Netflix does cater to its users nine times out of ten. Um Mm-hmm. Hulu, take notes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Side note: talking about Hulu too. Hulu drives me crazy that they have ads on it. Like, r- like I'm already paying for it. Like, wh- wait, like I would pay happily more. pay a few more. Do you have to pay more to get the ads gone? Yes. Yeah, and I actually paid for more. that, and it uh, was worth it until they broke the app. No, I'm I'm not paying <laughs> for it. I, I'm uh, with you, Drew. I don't like the idea that you pay for it. That you're already paying for that service. And they still have ads. Now, if the service, the whole service was like five bucks, but or, or like four bucks, or like really cheap, and the ads made it that cheap, that's something else. But yeah. it's still like what? I don't know. I kind of. Uh, I mean, but if you think about the cost of pushing out content that is currently being aired, yeah. I mean, Hulu, when you I pay for it, it yeah. you get to watch something the next day. I, I don't know. I, I don't mind paying a few dollars because I'm not paying a cable company. The equivalency yeah. is, you know, what yeah. is what what would we pay our local cable provider? Like eighty or ninety dollars to have fifty channels that we don't even touch. Yeah, um, that's true. But what I do you guys think it. of Sling TV? Have any of you tried that? So I don't have it. Um, I've heard nothing but great things about it from friends. I have a lot of friends and. We don't have cable. We we cut cable a while back just to have Netflix and Hulu. That's Cord all we have. Cutting millennials. Yeah. And I mean, really though, um, I just I, I cable just doesn't. It's super expensive, and we just don't watch anything on it. The only argument I've had lots of my friends make is sports, and I get it. I get it for sports. I'm not as huge of a sports fan. I like watching the Braves, or you know, every now and then stuff, but. It's not worth the money for me, but it seems like Sling TV has been a great option for people, um, and I've heard nothing but good things personally. I don't, I don't have any experience with it. Though. Rebecca and I had it for a while uh, up until I had to pay for that surgery out of pocket, and I really liked it. I thought it was a great way to. I, it was kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I didn't like, you know, there was no absolutely no option to not have ads. Mm-hmm. So if Having ads at Hulu bugs you. Don't yeah. touch Sling. Oh, let's give um, <laughs> Yeah, I have just never used it and have no real opinion of it. But since we've been talking about all this Netflix stuff, I, th- I think it would be fun to um, give some of our Netflix original suggestions or just Netflix suggestions. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to kind of try to focus on their originals because I know they're not going to disappear if somebody's listening to this in two weeks. So, um... Also, Young uh, Justice isn't on there anymore, so you can't. Young Justice that. isn't on there, so I can't suggest that. So, but <laughs> I, you know, one of my suggestions—if you've not watched Voltron, Legendary Defenders—it's the DreamWorks one that's on Netflix. It's really um, good. It's really, really good. Um, it's worth a see. It's a—it's Western animation style, so it's more more in line to uh, a cartoon rather than an anime so for some people that's easier to get into but the animation's great the characters are all great and all developed really well and have all unique personalities 
the action's fun and it's just a good time um if you watch it if you find search voltron and you watch something and it looks like something from the 70s you've picked the wrong one because i do believe netflix right now has the original on there yeah they've got Um, both of them i think they have the original one is called voltron 79 or something like that like it's it's actually in the title has like the year in it i'm pretty sure about that because i saw it the other day because i almost watched the wrong one voltron 84 yes so there's voltron legendary defender is what we're talking about and and then there's old Voltron. You're not going to mix them up. You'll see them by the image. and you Once you hit play, you'll realize if you've made the proper <laughs> choice. <made> a terrible <laughs> mistake. So that's my first suggestion. One of y'all got a good one? Yeah. Go watch Stranger Things. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It'll make that, you... Li- listen, like, that that's just... should have been the first one, I guess. <laughs> well, I know you didn't do it, so I'm going to jump on it. If Man, <laughs> Stranger Things is great. I loved every single thing about it. I'm excited about season two. Um, I loved the soundtrack. I loved the 80s vibe. I loved somebody, man, what did, how did that guy describe it to you and me, Matt, the first time we heard about it in that comic? Oh, what did he say? It was really perfect. It was was like Goonies. Oh, that's what it was. Goonies meets, um, like Twilight Zone or something like that. No. Uh, What's yeah, been Twilight Zone. I think it was like Goonies meets the Twilight Zone, which is probably a pretty good description of that. Mm Mm-hmm. That that is I was hooked at Goonies, but no, that's that is an accurate description of. I think that is what he says is Twilight Zone meets yeah, yeah. the Goonies. But but Stranger Things is awesome. I have friends who hate like everything the eighties, which I don't know why they're my friends, but they don't like any of that. But they love Stranger Things. I just think the it's got kids in it, the kid actors are great. Um everything's great about it. Um I don't like scary stuff, and it's really good. It's only I think it's scarier in the first episode. Like it's really Man, suspenseful that first, in that episode first episode. Was, I I had to so I watched that first episode by myself. Like and my wife was away, and it, it was like twilight outside, and it was dark by the end of the episode. And like I literally had every light in the house on for a while. I'm just just being real honest with everyone because it really creeped me out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, we're we're not horror movie watchers. I may be going to it, but that's like an exception well, to the rule here. You know that actually, I will say this though, and I saw a, I sent a clip to you guys today from from the new It movie that was really creepy, and but I'll tell you, I kind of want to see the new It because I enjoyed Stranger Things so much, and I, it's got a similar vibe to me. Um, well, come come with. I'm I'm amassing a giant horde of people, um, so, so we, we can, can all hug together? each other. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a missed opportunity if we don't do that. So I'll probably do that with you, Tommy. Uh, Tommy, do you, get a, do you have a suggestion? Yeah, actually, I just finished uh, binging this yesterday, um, and I was a lot more delighted with it than I thought it was going to be. And it's a it's a recent show called Atypical. Atypical, oh, yeah. okay. And it's about a uh, young autistic kid who's on the higher functioning end of the spectrum, and just kind of. You know, in a day in the life of him, and especially as he kind of comes to terms with, uh, or, or tries to start dating. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, I did see it. I saw a commercial for that on YouTube or something, and, and it it was one of those that an ad popped up, out. and I actually watched the whole thing because I was like, this looks interesting. Yeah, and I was nervous to watch it because my first uh, encounter with it was a... Um, an article or two that was actually really negative and they were written by parents of autistic children and saying uh, that they didn't like certain things and which is understandable. I had a couple right. issues with like 13 reasons why, you know, for the same reason. But um, I, I, 
I found myself enjoying it more and more as the show went on. I originally turned it on as background noise, and then by the end, Rebecca and I would sit on the couch, eat dinner, and watch an episode, and we'd laugh a good bit. Not at anybody, but just because we can relate to the scenarios. And, I, you know, I don't know. I was pretty awkward in high school, too, so I think some of the scenarios, I'm not saying I could directly relate with, but I think that everyone can relate with, yeah. you know, um, just kind of feeling awkward. I mean, it's, it's a coming of age story, awkward. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Tommy. I understand that. Hey, mm-hmm. I have I have another one. I have one that I hated that no one should watch, and one that I think everyone should watch. Can I share Ooh, those? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, I'm gonna do the one I hated. So me and my wife one day sat down, and there was this Netflix original called The OA, and it looked really interesting. It's kind of <laughs> mi- mis- mystery wise. And you guys ever start? I mean, y'all ever started watching a movie or a series, and you get like three fourths the way through it, and you're like. Well, I what gotta is going finish on? it. <laughs> what is going on? Is 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 this gonna like? Maybe this is gonna like turn itself around, and then it never does. That was basically it. Like I quit. Like there were like ten episodes, I think, maybe eight, and I quit on like six because like they they introduce something, and I'm like, nah, nah, I'm done, I'm done, and I just left it. Don't watch it. It's terrible. Um, I'm trying to find it. I actually finished that one. Did you? Well, I'll tell you the point that got me, Tommy. Okay, like, first off, I heard, because I think my wife finished it, but I heard that, like, it didn't really resolve anything, but it ended up being, like, all these, like, dance moves to, like, unlock secret powers in your chi, (laughs) and I was just, and people were dying and coming back. It was, I was just, I was done. So, anyways, I didn't like it. Um, maybe somebody else did. Um, Sorry, I'm looking reading, at it right now. Evidently, it got renewed. So there we go. I was, I was reading a description of it, and it was making me chuckle because it just says, "To some, she's a miracle. To others, a freak. Only a few understand where she's been. To the brink yeah. of an unseen world." Yeah, <laughs> I think so- my biggest problem is John Ham. John Ham plays the same bad guy in everything he's in. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Yeah. All right, and then the other one that everyone should watch, I think, is uh, a series of unfortunate events when Netflix did that this past year was really good. I really, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, I want to see it watch because it. it's got um, Barney Stinson. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, Patrick, yeah. Patrick Harris does a phenomenal job in it. And, uh, you know, I, I had some friends who read the books, and they said it, it kind of is very true to the books. And I'll be mm-hmm. honest, like, it was just really great. Like, I liked every single thing about it. So it's definitely worth so, it. I think both of y'all would like it. Y'all should watch it. Mm-hmm. I can't. So fun fact, uh, series of unfortunate events is never allowed in my house. Um, because when I was in high school, I saw the movie twice. And each time I saw there was it. a movie? My, there was a movie. Yeah, um, was and a, uh, Jim Carrey was the lead. I remember um, and every time I watched it, uh, two days later, my girlfriend would break up with me. <laughs> and one of them was like a year and a half long relationship. And then two days later, she broke up with me. And, and so so Ooh, I was told so Rebecca sad. when we were dating, I was like, if you ever want out and you don't know how to tell me, just drop a series of unfortunate events on the table and I'll know exactly what you mean. Man, oh, I think I think I think y'all's marriage is strong enough that you should just watch it because it's. I so think good. you shouldn't risk it just because. <laughs> 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 oh, that's hilarious! I've got I've got two more suggestions that are, and what's nice about all these, they're very different types of movie of shows. Um, 
first one is the White Rabbit Project. Um, if you oh, haven't yeah, watched that's that, really good. It's I the three guys. It's the three guys from MythBusters: Tori. Um, oh, I have seen Harry this. That's and right. Grant. And it's similar to, to how they used to do MythBusters, where they do like scientific tests. But it's fun because like each episode, they pick a like a theme, whether it's like something from history to try to re- re- recreate or whatnot. And there's six different experiments they do, and they can be each one of them's different. And at the end of it, they rate by which fits better with the criteria so they did one for like um heists and stuff and so they looked at history and picked like some of the biggest like bank heists and like even little things and they went back and tested it and then in the end they like put a like they they vote based on the criteria of their experiments of what they thought was the most accurate and it's really fun it's fun to watch i really really enjoyed it so if, if you like mythbusters it's definitely worth a see because it's those guys and it's done really well it is fun um, well, in the vein of Drew, sorry, Matt, I didn't mean no, to cut ahead. you off. No, my bad. No, no, that that I was going to go on my next one, but go ahead and t- say what you were going to say. Okay. Well, uh, one to stay away from is called Between. Between. Okay. And it was interesting because Netflix actually dropped these on a weekly basis as if it was a television show. Well, I guess it is technically a television show, but they dropped it on a <laughs> weekly basis instead of the whole season at once. And I remember my wife and I tried watching it. We made it through the first season. And it was one of those like, well, we have nothing else to watch. I guess we'll just continue on with this thing. And then the second season dropped. And I think they actually didn't even bother doing the whole weekly thing. They just dropped the whole season. And we got the first episode in and we went, this is garbage. I'm tired of this crap. And have never turned it on since. Can I read the premise in my my crazy voice? In my voice? I'm looking at it. Go ahead, the adults of Pretty Lake die. Those under 22 live, but no one can leave town. Now what do they do? Yeah, that sounds interesting. That was No, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely not interesting God, at all. Sounds like you got OA'd. Uh, I got OA'd. You got OA'd. Hey, well, um, what was your other one, Matt? My last but, one I, I know, say I know before... Tommy's going to agree with. But go yeah. ahead, what were you going to say? Well, I was gonna say I think I think to because we we diss Netflix a lot earlier. I do want to think take a moment to say we all love Netflix. Like, um, I mean, we're sitting here talking about some great stuff. I watch it every day. Um, mm-hmm. As much as some of the stuff that you know, I don't. I'm not so much even frustrated with Netflix as I am just this is kind of where the future is taking us. I don't want to end up in a world where I've got five different. Like, I don't want to end up back paying. Fifty to eighty dollars for seven streaming services just to watch everything, and I'm afraid that's where we're heading. But like mm-hmm. a lot of these shows that we're talking about right now that we've enjoyed, um, probably wouldn't have gotten made if it wasn't for Netflix, which is kind of cool to think of. OA shouldn't have gotten made, but you know it did. <laughs> but somebody <laughs> might enjoy it though. So, somebody yeah. may, yeah. If you did, you know, good, good job. Yeah. yeah. Somebody you like that show don't. Tommy just talked about. Don't Look, you guys everybody, worry. everybody's allowed to like a bad show. That's true. You, yeah. you are allowed to like a bad show. We're going to mock mm-hmm. you for it. But, <laughs> but we still like you. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to get the DC Net- Netflix stuff whenever they come out with their DC streaming, and I'll share. Don't worry. Oh, please. But um, my last one, um, and I know, I know Tommy will agree with this one because he's mentioned it before, and I have too, is Master of None. It's... Oh great i think everybody should watch master of none it's just a really enjoyable um it's easy to watch each episode and each kind of some some better than others tackle different life issues and um 
you know, I like Aziz Ansari. I think he's funny and his, this, this fits his role really well. Like his characteristics. Um, I like to imagine he's very similar to that in real life. And from what I've read, his, that his character in master of none is very similar to, or he tries to be very much like he is in real life. So that's kind of cool. Um, but it's, you should do a stand up. Huh? Oh, I have. It's great. His stand up's awesome. Love it. Um, but yeah, master of none, that one's super good. So there you go, guys. There's some good and some bad suggestions of, and those, I'm, I know all mine were Netflix, uh, originals. I know most of y'all's I think were too, when I was looking at them. So yeah. Yep. 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 Cool. Well, I guess it's that time in the show where we do our favorite segment, What You Binge Watching. This is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been spending our free time on. Now, we've talked about Netflix a a lot, so maybe that's something we've been doing. For me, I'm going to go first, and I've been trying to catch up on my comics lately because I'm very behind. Um, But I'm only going to talk about one comic that I read this past week that came out, um, and it is a comic of my favorite character, Nightwing. So a comic Ooh, series I, just I'm really started. intrigued by this comic. I know you're going to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, so this, uh, it just came out this week, and I got the first issue. It's going to be a six-part issue. It's called Nightwing uh, New Order? The New Order. Um, this is an Elseworld story, so it's separate from the main continuity. Um, a lot of times Elseworld stories tend to be some of the best stories because you can just do different kind of things um in this story nightwing it's later in the future and nightwing is like the world's hero and basically having meta powers like any kind of superpowers is illegal and so nightwing you know being Hmm. a, a normal person is a hero because apparently at some point he did something to basically get rid of a lot of people's superpowers so now everybody who is born with powers has to take drugs to like suppress their powers and stuff and there's mentions in this first uh first volume that some people the drugs don't work on so like they just put these people in like cryostasis and whatnot and so it becomes this like huge moral question of like is this right but like everybody in the world supports this this system and so it becomes this like really like tyranny ruled kind of thing but you know like nightwing's such a like positive happy go lucky character like he still has is that kind of character but he's like the leader of this like task force that hunts down uh superpowered people and whatnot and so the whole first issue is just setting up this world and like building up to like you know nightwing is a is was always this good guy and now he like he turned his back on all the superhero community and to save the world or whatnot and like it's this real big moral question thing and then i don't want to spoil what happens but something happens at the towards the end of the comic that i think is going to like really turn this whole story on its head and um it's it's really interesting i i really hope it turns out as good like this first one was not really anything this anything super crazy it was a lot of setup but it's such an interesting world and it's really cool to see all these heroes and stuff um, but there's like a lot of questions like where's Bruce and all, all of this, what happened to him? What was the thing that called calls Nightwing to decide that all superpowered people are dangerous and need to be shut down and whatnot. So super interesting. If you like comic books, it's definitely worth the read because it's going to be only six issues that just came out this week and you don't really need to know anything else because it's a Elseworld story. So definitely recommend checking it out so i'm looking at it right now and the art's gorgeous but the cover yes. of this thing just screams nazi oh yeah 
Yeah, it's the cover of the first one has like it's red and blue and has the big Nightwing logo and it has him like in his Nightwing outfit like with it's his propaganda. Arm out. Is it's what it looks it's like. yeah, it does. It's not quite like you know the Nazi arm sign, but it, it is definitely supposed to reminisce like communism and all fascism of that kind stuff, of yeah. fascism and everything. So it's it's definitely worth a read. And when I get it all six, I'll definitely let you two read it. Um, and let me know what y'all think about it. So that's what I, I read this week and really enjoyed. Well, me and my wife have been watching a ton of Futurama here lately, which is really funny. And That's always a good show. Yeah, it is. Like It's become more like just throw on to watch a few episodes and hang out at the end of the day. And I, I like Futurama because like, unlike Family Guy or some of these other like cartoons, like it... It, it it kind of assumes that you're kind of at least somewhat smart. Um, I, I, it's clever in and of itself. Like they did some ridiculous math problem, and like if you actually work the math problem out, like the answer they it was like some huge math problem. The answer was like one, so it was like one step. But it, like if you did the math problem like in real life, it actually was one step. So I don't know. I just I th- I like it. It's a lot of fun. And then also my wife has discovered the joys of Overwatch, and we've played yeah. like almost every single. Actually, she's. Texting me right now, ask me it's if I'm going to come play. So I'm going to go play Overwatch when this is over because it's fun. It is a lot I of just, fun. I want that. I want that dad skin for Soldier 76 with the raise the stakes and the assault rifle. It's pretty funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, for me, uh, I actually binged Atypical in two days. Uh, I was on the road all week last week. Ended up getting sick by this weekend so i just binged atypical and i'm still reading it it's such a long book and i'm such a slow reader i'm finally halfway done but uh my goal is to finish the book before we go see the movie so i'm i'm trying i'm powering through i read a little bit every day i believe Mm -hmm. in you it's like eating an elephant (laughs) (laughs) one bite at a time drinking out of a fire hose or fire so I guess my wife has never heard the expression how to eat an elephant because the look that I just got for saying that is um, the answer is one, one bite at a time Rebecca just, just one bite at a time that. well awesome that's our show thanks guys for joining us uh, you can find us on all the social medias if you search the Valkyrie cast on Facebook Twitter Instagram you can also find us on iTunes at the Valkyrie cast um, if you are on Android go you can go to Podbean, which is where we do our hosting out of they have a really good site that works well or you can just go to the to listen on a web browser and uh, if you can take a chance take a minute and go give us a review on iTunes it really helps us a lot since iTunes is kind of the biggest podcasting uh, um, site and whatnot uh, we've actually gotten a good few reviews and we've all looked at looked at them and read them and they've been really encouraging and so we would love to hear your feedback and uh, five stars really does make a big difference with fi- people finding our podcast so we would love and appreciate you forever if you do that you know, but no pressure. If you feel we only deserve four or three stars, it's cool. Yeah, if uh, if it's two or, or two or one, uh, like your mom said, if you don't have anything nice to say, just keep that crap to yourself. Yes, that's true. Like we we love five stars because that really does help a lot. But be completely honest. If you don't think we deserve that and you want to give us something different, you know, we still read it and we will, you know, try to take that into consideration. So, thanks, guys, and we'll see you next time. We are the Valkyrie Cast.
Do-do-do-do. <laughs>